Why take one vacation with the family when you could take all of them? With Royal Caribbean, you don't just go to the beach. You visit a private island and race down the tallest water slide in North America. You don't just go for a road trip. You ATV and zip line through the jungle. You don't just go somewhere new. You rappel down waterfalls and discover ancient temples. Because this isn't just any vacation. This is all the vacations. Come seek the Royal Caribbean. Ships Registry, Bahamas. 630 Chad Inside Sports with Reed Wilkins. Weekdays at 6 on 630 Chad. Okay, 8.40 left in the second period. Rangers leading Carolina 2-0. We'll keep you updated on that one. Western Hockey League Game 7 starts in about half an hour with Seattle at Kamloops. Winner comes to Edmonton to start the WHL Championship Series on Friday. That's 7 o'clock at Rogers Place. Oilers tomorrow, 4 o'clock for the face-off show. Game at 6. The Oilers are in the West Final for the first time since 2006. They're going to be taking on the Colorado Avalanche. A lot going on, a lot going on. It's a fun time of year, and the Edmonton Elks are getting rolling as well. And Dave Campbell is not only the producer of Inside Sports, he's our color analyst for the games here on 630 Chet. Dave, thanks for hopping on, man. How are you doing? Uh, I'm doing great, and uh, I'm, I'm, I think Craig McTavish was right when it said when he said your, first, your best opportunity is your first opportunity to eliminate your opponent. The Carolina Hurricanes might be learning this in a very harsh way tonight because they have a chance. It's amazing they stink on the road. Like, I, I hate to say it that way, but it's true. Uh, and the Rangers are just, they're so just stealing in the elimination games. Anyway, I'm tangenting a bit here, but... Uh, no, no, it's okay. I, well, I mean, look, obviously we're talking about hockey a lot, too, and you're you're watching all the uh, Oilers games, so the, I mean, quite a... Quite a saga in Game Five. All the goals, the uh, controversial play with Coleman, and then ultimately the McDavid yeah. uh, game winner. And now we're ready for the app. What are you thinking about this series, Dave? I mean, I, I feel like I don't know. Are the Oilers the underdogs? I'm like, okay, but if they are, I, I don't know if it can be by much at this time of year. If they're the underdog, it's by a hair. And I think uh, Darcy Kemper's play of late has kind of evened the tables uh, or, or the scales a lot more. Uh, I think the Oilers, you can make an argument, they're a tad deeper. What scares me half to death is Kale McCarr, is his ability to, to, to be a game changer on the back end. And, uh, you know, I think you brought it up after an overtime open line recently. There's one type of defenseman Connor McDavid has had trouble over his career with, and that's an offensive defenseman that can move like Kale McCarr. This is going to be a long series, I believe. I, I'm surprised it went five with the Flames series, uh, Flames won the series, even though I think the Flames are the inferior team for the most part. But uh, I think this one could be uh, six, seven games. So uh, I think the Oilers have a, have a more than a shot. I really think that they could really tip the scales here and be the favorites. Well, yeah, I, I, I with you on McCarr. I was talking about him earlier, and, and Mike Kelly commented on what a special player he is too. But I just think it when you make it this deep, you've been through the muck in one way or the other, whether it happened in the playoffs or in the regular mm-hmm. season. I think for the Oilers, it's happened both. I mean, there was a, a large, there was a pretty big chunk of the season that was quite unpleasant when you win twice in 15 games, and then you appear to sort of have recovered from it, and then maybe not, and, oh, by the way, your coach is fired, and yeah. 
you know, they, like Tyson Berry, what was there, five and a half minutes left in game six in L.A. when he scores? Mm-hmm. Yep. They could have been out if they lost yep. that game. You know, Nugent Hopkins scores late in the third period. So they're just they're doing things at the right time, and sometimes you need a little magic in the playoffs. You need some breaks. Like some people think they got on the Coleman no goal, not everybody. So I, I just feel like you, you embrace it and, and, and bring it on. It's I think it's going to be an awesome series for sure. Well, okay. Jay, Jay Whitcombs has said all along, the league is narrow. It's really narrowed now. There's only going to be four teams, and they're really good. And the Oilers are just at full marks for being there because they're really good, in my opinion. Yeah, right on. Okay, uh, I want to get your perspective because this game was obviously not televised. We did have it on 630, Chad, but you actually had eyes on it. I the did. Elks won 30-20 in Winnipeg in the preseason. Can you give me uh, maybe three bullet points from this game that people should know about? Well, I think the first one is Nick Arbuckle. We've only been waiting to watch him play a game since late October when he was traded the Elks uh, from the Toronto Argos, and then he sat around for about four or five games. I can't remember what it was, but um, he looked really good in training camp. I thought he was the best quarterback of the, uh, how many were there, 1.6? Um, you know, now there's really four. Uh, 10 of 11, 145 yards, two touchdowns, solid work. Uh, I think the fact that Chris Jones put him out there again in the second half to start, I think that kind of shows you that he has to, you know, trying to give him as much rope as possible to prove he can be the starting quarterback. Uh, the second area for me that I that really stood out is the turnovers. Not the, the ones the Elks committed. They only committed one, but the fact that they committed or they forced three of their own, one on special teams, which led to a touchdown from Taylor Cornelius, and then two interceptions, which, uh, and by the way, they had 13 points off of those three turnovers. So that was significant, something that they struggled with last year. And I think third, you know, I, I didn't think the special teams was, was spectacular, but I thought it was better than what we saw last year, which isn't saying much, is it now, Reed? Um, but it, it just, it just shows you that last year there was too many voices in special teams. And now you have Merritt Bowden, who's uh, the voice, the special teams coordinator and watching him coach and practice is just worth the price of admission. So, they're much more organized and prepared on special teams. So there you go. Arbuckle, the fact that they created turnovers and uh, their special teams looks like uh, it could be a very good unit this year. All right. So this week they got the game on Friday. Then do they have to do a big cut down shortly yeah. after the game? What happens? So you uh, on Saturday, I believe it's at 10 o'clock or 8 o'clock uh, Edmonton time on Saturday night. You got to be down to your uh, 46-man roster, set your 10 uh, players on your practice roster. Now, that's not counting your injured players, right? So there's going to be a bunch of injured players, uh, I would imagine, on on a six-game. Well, hopefully not, but maybe on a one-game injured list. Uh, so, yeah, this is it. You know, this is the final audition for a lot of players, and they have a lot of players still in camp, even though they cut down uh, a little bit on Saturday. So you're at home. It's a different, different variable, you know, and you got a good football team coming in. I have no idea what the Stampeders are going to bring as far as the lineup is concerned. But, uh, you know, the, the bottom line is, uh, you know, it's, it's just tough. And, you know, Chris Jones yesterday, you know, Morley and I asked him about just how tough this week is and how this week changes. And you could see the angst in his face and, you know, in his voice that this is going to be a really hard week for the coaching staff and for the players because some players will play themselves on, some players will not, and some players are just simply, they get caught up in the numbers game. But, you know, this is why I love having a preseason, though, because you want these battles, you want these 
these competitions to play out in, in, in a game situation, unlike last year when, you know, all you had was training camp and a mock game, you know, an inter-squad game, and that's it. So uh, it's going to be a big night on Friday, of course, the Stand With Ukraine $15 tickets anywhere in the house. It's going to be a, a beautiful night as well, and a lot of fierce competition, spots to be decided uh, uh, for uh, that night as well. Looking forward to it. Dave, we got uh, we got Rantas leaving the game. I just looked over as you were talking. Uh, Kochetkov's come into the game. So they're just oh. showing the replay now. Puck kind of came through the crease. Oh, Ranta just was stretching to potentially make a save, and he just kind of stretched awkwardly. So I wonder if that's wow. a groin or something like that. And he... He was he crumpled to the ice immediately. No no contact or anything like that. Stretching to stop a potential shot, which didn't come on the play. So now Ranta is out, and uh, Kochetkov's into the game for Carolina, with the Rangers leading two nothing with four twenty three left in the second period. Uh, man, oh man, and, and Seth Jarvis was knocked out of the game on a big hit from Jacob Truba. So they've lost two players to injury tonight. The Hurricanes. The New York Rangers, I mean, they had really no business being the Penguins. The Penguins were far superior, but they couldn't score at the right time. Um, they Rangers have been weird with the goaltending, which is Sterkin, and now going with the... Uh, is he playing tonight? Is it, uh, Gigar, uh, how do you say his name? Gigorgiev. <laughs> oh, no, no, Shesterkin's in. Yeah, Shesterkin's oh, in. Georgia okay. the, yeah, the Fifth's not playing. I should have yeah, just no, just Eric can stop twenty three out of twenty three so far tonight. Yeah, no, he's okay. been he's been better in this series. Yeah, he had a, yeah, yeah, he had a couple of shaky ones I think against the Penguins, and the Rangers just made it three nothing. Short side shot by Brian Strom on a two on one. Oh, there's a name that'll get people's dander up. Yeah. Anyway, <laughs> we, we had Ryan Strom and we traded him for. I won't even mention the name; it doesn't matter. So. Yeah, it's okay. <laughs> we'll stick a fork in that one, so to speak. All right. Okay. So uh, more practices, games on Friday, and then the regular season starts Saturday, June 11th. Dave, this is a great update. Uh, I'm looking forward to going to that Elks game on, on uh, Friday night because I want to have a show because you guys are on. So if you need me to pop into the broadcast booth, just let me know. But thanks for the um, update. I appreciate it, man. Come on in. Absolutely. Uh, and thank you, man. We'll talk to you soon. That is Dave Campbell giving you the lowdown, the bullet points on the Elks preseason victory over the Blue Bombers. And uh, as I told you, as we were talking, Antti Ranta leaves the game with an injury and uh, Ryan Strom scores shortly after that. So 3 nothing for the Rangers with 3.35 left in the uh, second period. Uh, just a reminder, I was mentioning that uh, contest to uh, send an Oilers superfan to a game in this round against the Avalanche. It is sponsored by Sentinel Storage. You have to send, you have to put your submission on the contest page on 630ched.com. And the reason I say this is because a couple people have emailed me. (laughs) I don't make the decisions for who wins the contest. I don't take the submissions, though I do appreciate your enthusiasm. So go to the contest page on 630ched.com and submit your nomination there. I appreciate the stories that a couple people have written me about why their uh, friends or family should get tickets, but I, I'm I'm the wrong guy. I'm the I'm the wrong guy. That's uh, that's another department. So uh, go to the contest page on six thirty chat dot com. Look for the Oilers Superfan Contest. Quick timeout. Inside Sports on Chet.
All right, good to have you tuning in tonight. Face-off show at 4 o'clock tomorrow. Game at 6. It's game one of the West Final Oilers at Avalanche. Looking forward to it. Oh, my goodness. He's back for another summer on Inside Sports. This is thrilling. He's the general manager, executive golf pro, co-owner at the Ranch Golf and Country Club. Murray McCourt is on the line. Murray, how are you doing? Hard to complain. How are you? I am doing great. It's nice to talk to you. Good. To, uh, welcome back to Inside Sports. We're going to have you on throughout the summer again. Really appreciate it. You may have noticed we've had fewer editions of Inside Sports this May because we got playoff hockey. So I've, Yeah, no, <laughs> that's not a bad problem to have, though, is it? Not a bad problem at all. Usually we would have had you on a little bit earlier in the month. But uh, I assume things are off and running at the ranch. How's everything going? Yeah, so far so good. Uh, you know, a little bit of a later start than we had last year, for sure. Uh, we was one of the, well, the earliest opening we ever had in the history of the golf course uh, last year. This year was a much more normal opening. But, you know, since we've been open, uh, it's hard for anybody not to realize that the, the weather hasn't been that great. Uh, we, people haven't want, been wanting to spend a lot of time outside. So golf courses aren't necessarily as busy as uh, we want to be with uh, with that. And I'm not going to lie, the Oilers' success is, impacting the business of golf courses as well on game nights no, nobody's coming out to play golf they're all a, in front of a tv set somewhere so uh, that's impactful but you know uh, a year ago in may people forget this because of covid restrictions it was twosomes only at golf courses for three weeks in may and restaurants were completely shut uh for three weeks in may as well so uh you know the the yin and the yang of it all it is what it is reed we just carry on and do what we do and and uh, do the best we can to get uh, golfers enjoying the great sport of golf. Well, and you guys have done a great job there, and I, I'm glad you mentioned that because, let's face it, the large majority of people like the Oilers, I do run into the odd person who's not a hockey fan, but if they're golfers, you can go out on a game night and have the course to yourself, <laughs> I guess. There, there's yeah, the pretty, pretty much for those people. back there, yeah. Yeah, no question, uh, it's, it's a different beast when on game day. Uh, the tee sheet is pretty empty, and these earlier games is going to make it even uh, less busy earlier. The 6 o'clock games, uh, you know, anything after about 1 o'clock, people are going to want to have their round completed but, and be home in time to be in front of the TV. So exciting times for the city and, uh, you know, for Alberta with the success of the Oilers. Uh, you know, it's okay uh, for us, too. I mean, it. Why take one vacation with the family when you could take all of them? With Royal Caribbean, you don't just go to the beach. You visit a private island and race down the tallest water slide in North America. You don't just go for a road trip. You ATV and zip line through the jungle. You don't just go somewhere new. You rappel down waterfalls and discover ancient temples. Because this isn't just any vacation. This is all the vacations. Come seek the Royal Caribbean. Ships Registry, Bahamas. It is what it is. We're excited to get home and watch the games and, and enjoy it as well. Have you thought about inviting any Calgary Flames players up to play? Oh, I couldn't resist, Murray. <laughs> well, yeah. well, the Black Aces have all been playing at the ranch a ton uh, since Bakersfield lost out. Uh, you know, a lot of them are staying at the at the Marriott downtown and and coming out and business at the ranch uh, regularly. So, uh, and the other day, uh, the Oilers had a day off on Friday and. They contacted me looking to play, but we were too busy and couldn't get them a tea time. But uh, oh, wow. okay. you know, soon enough. 
All right. Well, I mean, great. You're a great course there. I, you know, I, I go out there and play a, f- a few times every summer, and I, I always I always enjoy the layout. I think it's fair for all uh, caliber of golfers, which I appreciate because, as you know, there are some days where uh, my caliber is lower than other days. Did, did any uh, any tweaks or alterations to the course for this year? Yeah, we did do a few things. The biggest change, uh, you know, long overdue probably, but, uh, you know, we're great to offer a paved parking lot now for uh, all the guests when they come out to the ranch. That was, uh, you know, as great as the course is, our parking lot uh, wasn't, and, and now it is. It's uh, all paved, and you probably haven't been out and seen it yet, uh, Reed, but it's a fantastic addition for us. And we did some other tweaks, a uh, little bit of tweaking on number 8 and number 18, uh, and some minor changes on, on 15, 16, 17 with some paving of some cart paths and fixing of some bridges and added a couple new bunkers and, uh, and some other tweaks, just basically cleaning up some things that uh, we weren't too happy with uh, that just needed some attention. So uh, subtle stuff, but uh, outside of the parking lot, it's pretty subtle anyways. And, but uh, great to make changes. I never want anyone coming out to the ranch and thinking, boy, they never put any money into this place. They never keep it up. And that's not something that I ever want people saying. And so just just cleaning up some little stuff to make sure that uh, that uh, everyone's happy when they come out and play. Uh, 18 has, um, jump in if I misdescribe it, uh, 18 has a large pond and you have to drive over the pond. Or you could play to a left fairway, but then your approach shot is is over the pond, if I remember correctly. So there is a bit of a choice there. I'm curious how you tweaked it. Well, I mean, really, it's two different holes depending on the tees you play. If you play the gold tees or the blue tees, you hit to the south fairway, and it's a much, much, much more challenging hole, which makes sense if you're playing from the blue tees or the gold tees. You should be more challenged. And if you're playing the white tees or the red tees, then... You uh, play to the north fairway, which is a much shorter hole and and uh, much easier to, to play. But uh, that's part of the tweaks. We fixed some a drainage issue that was in front of the green on that side. And with that, a lot of people try to bomb the green from the white tees or the red tees. And, and uh, if they want to do that now, it, it took the opportunity to fix that drainage problem to make it a little tougher for those people that want to bomb it and added a bunker and some more mounding and and whatnot uh, out in front of the green to make it a little a little more challenging on that side. But we re- redid the tee box, too, on the blue gold side uh, to make it. We had some trees die over the time, and so people could, if they wanted to, try to hit it up over top of the trees into the easier fairway. But that's not the way the hole was designed. So, uh, so we just rebuilt that tee box further back and made sure that that's uh, not in the equation anymore. So people play the hole, depending on the tee box they play, they play it the way it's designed to be played. Okay, yeah, that's uh, that's great. I, I like seventeen as well, right? That's the par three over the pond. Yeah, gorgeous yeah, hole I, for I, sure. I love I love seventeen, and I, oddly enough, I usually do okay on that hole. So that's probably why I like it. Uh, all right, let remind people how they can book a tee time or find out more about the course, Murray. Well, www.theranchgolf.com is where you can book tee times and have a great website. Lots of great information on everything we offer uh, can be found there. Murray, I will see you at some well, I point. Hope so. uh, it just depends. I, I hope uh, n- nothing against the ranch, but I hope it's a little later than sooner <laughs> because the, the longer the Oilers play, the less I'm golfing, which is which is fine by me for now. Well, I, will, I will see you. <laughs> we can, how about this? If the Oilers are going to win, let's just 
sweep four games against Colorado, four oh, games against, in the finals, and not, not have those extra three nights uh, of people not playing golf. So sweeps, if they're going to win, just sweep. Murray, this is awesome to have you on the show. Thanks for filling us in on the ranch. All the best, and I will see you soon. Awesome. Have a great night. Okay, Murray McCourt from the Ranch Golf and Country Club. Great spot to play. Stoffer, noon to three. Special playoff game day extended edition of Oilers now tomorrow. Face-off show at four. I will join you from Ice District Plaza. Game at six. It's all here on 630 Chad. Oilers and Avalanche. Game one. Thanks to Dave Campbell, the producer of the show. Kellen Kennedy is your studio producer. My name's Reed. Take care. 630 Chad Inside Sports with Reed Wilkins. Weekdays at 6 on 630 Chad.